You can start. <laughs> Welcome to No Room for Phonies. Episode 59. Optimism and strength. We thought that this was a good one for right now in the world. We're Absolutely. not kind of done coronavirus and now we have a war between Russia and the Ukraine and a lot of other unsettling things that have happened, I think. Absolutely. In the, tough the, times. Some tough times. So um, my green light moment, I think, is, you know, in the face of all of this, we can do hard things. And I think one of the biggest moments that I've had in talking to a whole bunch of people who are you know, a bit riled up about different things that are happening in the world. And, you know, you have, um, you actually have labor unrest at your college at yep. and the truckers convoy, whatever side you're on of it, um, that we have to focus on what is within our circle of control. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely been because if you don't, you end up pretty stressed over stuff that you really can't do anything, anything about. about. So that's my green light moment for the moment. I need to start having my green light moments. You do. You're up uh, you're up for the next green light <laughs> moment. If he doesn't come up with a green light moment for next podcast, there will not be one. How about that? <laughs> now, I always have something that kind of strikes me um through the month, through the couple of weeks and this week this time, definitely, we can do hard things, and we can focus on what we can control in the midst of hard things. Right. Absolutely. Podcast recommendation is the Brene Brown and Harriet Lerner podcast on apologizing. So it's... Um, it's two parts. Yes. It's on unlocking us. So the podcast title is... I don't know. It's something about no, no, apologizing. No, no. The, the name of the podcast is Unlocking Us by yes. Brene Brown on yeah. Spotify. Yes. And, and I know Spotify has its thing, but if you've read a lot about Brene Brown and how she's managed the whole Spotify thing, we're Brene Brown. Anyway. She's done a good job. She's done a good and job. And Harriet Lerner is an author. And uh, a, psycho a, a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Anyway, she's written The Dance of Anger, The Dance of fear. This, The Fear, The Dance of... And then there was this whole... This book on apolo apologizing. apologizing. So, it's outstanding and everybody... It's it's actually a life-changing podcast that you should listen to both mm -hmm. episodes. It's a couple hours of your life that will be worthwhile. Absolutely. And then just on top of that... Um, just because we're talking about optimism and strength and a lot of feelings today, I wanted, I do want to recommend Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of going through it one feeling at a time and sort of reflecting on it. And I'm finding it very, very, very worthwhile. She gets into um, disappointment. What is it? And how is it different from regret? And how is this different from that? And she talks about expectations and, you know, and the good emotions too, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. whatever. So I really highly recommend uh, that as a book as well. So let's get into optimism and strength. And um, there's a I've read or talked about um, this before, I think, but the difference between like toxic positivity and genuine optimism. optimism. So, so toxic positivity is in general when you try to brush things under the rug by being positive. Right. Like when somebody says, well, being negative isn't going to help you. But it is important to let out um, 
how you're you're feeling. You have to feel your feelings. You have to feel them all the way through. And for the person on the other side, they have to be willing to say, well, what is it that I can do to help you rather than, well, you're just being negative and being negative isn't going to help. Yeah. And, and shutting you down. Yeah. I mean... I know that often the intent is uh, they don't want people to spiral out of control and in, in negative emotions by saying that, but um, by shutting people down before letting them express their negative, it's just internalizing that and it's going to cause... And that's bad for you. That's bad for your health. Um, and then, I, you know, you hear these people, oh, good vibes only, just I'm sending only good vibes when really a relationship is about loving somebody enough to be with them through all their emotional states, no matter what they're yeah, going through. It's not listen. just about, oh, let's just, you know, have good vibes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll get over it. Is It's a lot different to say you're resilient and you have the strength and you're going to get through this and I'm going to support you to then just say, well, you'll get over it or just get over yeah. it. Just forget about it. And then... Comparing to other people saying, oh, a lot of other people have it a lot worse. Well, at the moment of being in a painful negative situation, other people's pain doesn't even feel on a scale that you can compare it to. It's It really doesn't help to try and mitigate somebody's pain by saying somebody else is having it worse off. And comparison is just not helpful because although... Yes, perspective is a good thing. So when you're going through something, you can go, yeah, there's this pers other person who's got things happening that are a lot worse than I have them. Like right now, every person in Ukraine, but that also doesn't change what you're going through. So I think you just have to find some perspective and balance and it, well, it brings it back down to that circle of influence and circle of control. Like, yeah. That's what you have to think of in that realm where you are. And I think also, I'm, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think also, we did a lot of dusting today, so that's <laughs> probably why. Um, you have to um, be able to sort of stay within that... Um, thing where you can you can you can get past it but you do have to have a you can take a moment yes you mm -hmm. can take a moment mm -hmm. just smile crying is not gonna help and i really disagree with that you do have to let your emotions out because mm -hmm. if you don't they just stay in and i know i admire for example the british culture with the stay on and stay calm and carry on kind of mantra that they had through world war ii and it, now it comes back it's been coming back with all the turmoil and whatever. Yeah. But there's there's a there's a stay calm and carry on that's healthy, and then there's the shoving it down, which causes trauma long term and generational trauma, like that yeah. movie with like, yeah. like Encanto. Um, yeah, that's a good movie actually for yeah. adults. But anyway, and just to stay, just to say, stay positive. But I think it's good to recognize that things are can be tough, like. Yeah. Life can be tough sometimes, and you can acknowledge that without, like, just totally imploding, mm -hmm. right? So I think, yeah. um, you know, realistic optimism is a way healthier uh, choice and reaction than just kind of pretending nothing's wrong, because that is toxic. Yeah. 
And, you know, then you go back to like, just because you're going through something doesn't mean everybody in the world has to know you're going through it. You have your circle of people that are in your trust circle and you share those things with them. them. And then you find ways um, to build strategies in. You know, and and a strategy is sometimes if you're feeling really sad, you just have to cry. Mm-hmm. Like you do have to cry. And so, then, and then you kind of wear yourself out, and then you can sleep or rest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's kind of. Um, and then this is a Brene um, Brown about vulnerability, and I think when um, Brene Brown quote quote that vulnerability is not about winning. And it is not about losing. So it's neither. It's just having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. And what makes us the most afraid and the most um, negative is when we are out of control. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what it. this is all about. It's just that feeling of being. So um, just some... F- 10 top 10 ways to stay optimistic kind of a thing is to have mantras and affirmations that you repeat. <laughs> what are you laughing no, I'm at? Not, I'm not big into affirmations. Well, I think I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I can but, get through this. But not this. the, I'm going to have a Lamborghini. I'm oh, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, bring me a Lamborghini. Uh, not that I even want one, but anyway. Um, and Number two is to appreciate your own successes and what you have to offer. Yes. Because, lo- and that's all about kind of loving yourself and, and being um, satisfied with yourself, mm-hmm. kind of living your best life, whatever, wherever you're at and whoever you are and appreciating yourself. It's important to have a role model. Um, if you can think of an in-person in your trust circle person that's great but maybe you have to look beyond that to an author or uh, a thinker who kind of you know writes or publishes or shares publicly and i like Brene brown just because you know when i think of what would Brene brown do in this situation well first of all she might scream or swear yeah it's possible because she's a very um down-to-earth. Down-to-earth person, but then she'd figure it out. And that's what I think, you know, we kind of have to do. We have to practice being resilient and focusing on the positive. And sometimes when things are negative, you just kind of have to move to from one good outcome or better outcome or kind of good outcome to Mm -hmm. the next kind of good outcome rather than seeing everything as negative, Mm -hmm. right? So, And then just like I kind of have a problem with affirmations, I kind of have my doubts about superstitions where you kind of look for patterns, you know, three bad things are going to happen or bad things happen in threes and then we can have a break. So that's kind of like a superstition. Yeah. So trying to predict the future based on those little patterns. Um, and uh, <laughs> I and can tell you one that I had when I was little, but I think it's ahead. ridiculous now. Go ahead. So I was always afraid of throwing up in school. So, <laughs> so yeah, I do know this. Yeah. So there, if a classmate got sick on a Monday, then I would say, okay, Mondays were taken care of by that person. So now I and you know, and by the end of the school year. I would have like, okay, somebody got sick Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So on those three days, I didn't have to worry about being sick. I would just, so Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'd be sicker. I'd be more anxious because those days hadn't been taken yet. (laughs) 
So that was a really silly, silly that superstition. Is, that's very but, funny. But that was how I dealt with my anxiety at, at 10 years old without any help from any adults. Yeah. So. so, and then just adding positive people and events and things to your life, like good food and exercise and celebrations and coffee with friends like we had this morning which was really nice mm-hmm. and they were they came by to celebrate our empty nesting because we are empty nesters as of yesterday. this morning yesterday Father, yeah. last night was last our night. first empty nest night mm-hmm. and we're not sad it's weird but we're not sad we're very nope. happy for our youngest who has an apartment and has moved out and a great job and so that's what you want for your kids but having celebrations about things, practice gratitude. So I'm going to tell you this little gratitude game uh, at the table. So you give everybody a color, brown, yellow, green, red, um, orange, blue, whatever. And then you assign on the back of the little piece of color, you just say, you say a prompt. Someone you're grateful for is brown, yellow, something you are grateful for. Green, somewhere you are grateful for. Red, anything you are grateful for that starts with the first letter of your name. Orange. (laughs) Good luck if you're Zachary. (laughs) A food you are grateful for. And blue, an experience you are grateful for. So, of course, those are just ideas. But it's just uh, that would be something I think if whenever we have Thanksgiving, whenever we get our gang home, we'll do this. We'll do this game. And also express gratitude in speech instead of just say thank you. Say thank you for I appreciate you because it meant a lot to me when you when you it made me feel like, you know, so I, I try to add a little bit more detail to my. Grateful it means statement. a lot that you have invited me to join the podcast. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Thank you for being here. It's much fun, more fun to do it with somebody else. So, and also um, to challenge your negative thoughts because sometimes they are based on nothing. So you have to say to yourself, what is, what the, is evidence? the evidence for this thought? Mm. Because sometimes they're really... And, it, and the evidence isn't because I feel terrible, because feelings aren't evidence. Or because I know this is going to happen to me because I have bad luck and so bad things are going no, to happen to me. That's a back that's, to superstition again. Yeah. Uh, number nine I had is focus. Oh, there's actually 11 things. Number nine is actually focus on the solution and let go of regrets and negative thoughts and be proactive about things. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Um, you can you act it? the way you want to feel without denying your feelings. So, well, yeah, I do this at work. If I'm having yeah. a really bad day, I'm step, I step into the classroom and it's like I have my game face on like so there's a difference between i feel my feelings until i feel my feelings all the time so that i am unable to do anything else yeah so i think it's just finding that balance and sometimes you get up in the morning and you think eh, you might have a little cry but then you say okay fake it let's go fi- do something productive and get on with it and i used to say when i was a principal and when a kid had, had a really, really bad, bad day, day, even to the point where I might have had to send them home. I would mm-hmm. say, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. So when and you, you start fresh. Yeah. And then I would have to walk down to the classroom teacher who had just endured something probably not so nice and say, tomorrow is a new day. You can't hold this against that child when he or she comes back into the room tomorrow. It has to be a new, a new day. day. So anyway, that's our little optimism part. And then... Part of optimism is having courage. Strength and courage. So what does it mean to be strong? Is there strength and vulnerability? And what do you do when you don't feel strong? So 
I think there's a lot of similarities, don't you think, between optimism and strength? Yeah. I, I think it takes strength to be optimistic, and it, sometimes you have to be optimistic to find the strength. To be strong. I think it's chicken and egg. Yeah, and I think that to be strong means that you understand yourself, mm-hmm. you know what you need to like move forward well, in a situation. Expressing your weakness, expressing your challenge of the moment is is not a weakness it is a strength to be able to explain it and to and i think some of the things like i I mean we're getting to be in our late 50s so it means that you get things checked out in your body and i think one of the things that has been hard for me is to be strong enough to question a doctor Mm -hmm. and say uh, I don't quite understand that, or I don't think this is exactly the way I want to go about this, or that seems to be taking too long, or whatever. And they're not, most doctors don't like to be questioned. They seem to like their yeah. little pedestal. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a real challenge for me, a strength challenge for me, is to really question, because then I start to be like thinking that they think that I'm a word that I won't use. <laughs> And because that's what men do when women are. No, sorry. Some women do to women when women are strong too. Yeah, and women are strong too. So anyway, and then the whole thing about vulnerability, like um, vulnerability is showing up. And and I think um, when you don't feel strong and when you feel particularly vulnerable, that is when you need your person or your people or mm-hmm. your whatever. The ones who that you know will empathize with you. And- or that will help you through yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't just say, oh, poor you, poor you. But hey, you know, look on, look at these four positive things that are in your life right yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. you're forgetting. Or, you know, you're getting swept aside by emotions. The facts are yeah. this, this, this. So you need those people in your life that can kind of sort of help you um, do it. And I feel like there is strength in taking action. Sometimes, you know, you can feel really afraid about something, but Mm -hmm. if you really take action and do something about it, then, like, you know, if you're um, afraid that you're not going to have enough money in your budget to get through a month... But you won't open your bank book to look. <laughs> to check. <laughs> right. That you're not that's, really, you're not that's not going to solve no. any issues, right? No, then, so, well, that's like procrastination is the avoiding of taking action. Right. But procrastination just stirs up more yes. of the problems. So, and itself. then there's courage in speaking. And I was kind of saying that as well about, you know, and mm-hmm. and I know that you're not like at all... Um, supportive of the job action that's happening. But I have spoken out at times. But it's hard and people have not been particularly nice. You get shut down. Yeah, but there is courage in speaking and just, and sometimes the courage in speaking is about boundaries, right? And boundaries Mm -hmm. aren't so much about shutting the door as in helping people find the, you know, Mm -hmm. find the right door and get, you know, and it's like, if you're you have to, and, you know, we're sorting out the boundaries with our now grown kids who are living on their own. And mm-hmm. it just takes time. There's strength in questioning things. Yeah. And like, I think, for example, for me, I haven't found somebody that I can have a questioning conversation with about the convoy. But I have found several people I've had questioning conversations about 
the vaccines and their unwillingness to take to get the vaccines and having a calm demeanor and listening and and questioning has made me stronger and yeah. has kept the relationships with the, that person yeah. safe. Yeah, and that's the idea of pure listening, right? Yeah. Where you're willing to listen even to the opposite side and you're not shutting down and you're not listening with the idea of the whole time you're listening, you've got the seven things that you want to say in the back of your mind that yeah. you're actually just doing pure listening. And there is strength in thinking for ourselves mm-hmm. and not just joining this mass... Right. This crowd think or, you know, all that stuff that, you know, there is courage in stepping out and saying, no, I know there's 20 people here, but wrong is wrong. And Mm -hmm. I just I can't go down that road. What does the next one mean? Living through uncertainty with grace. What does that mean to you? That means that even though things are really, really, really awful, that I have, I can actually have grace for someone else. Okay. And even though I, even though that in the true picture of the world, my situation is really uncertain and bad and whatever, I can still say to somebody, "Hey, I'm thinking of you." And I, so you're not so entrapped right. in your own self that you mm-hmm. can't have grace for other people. Mm-hmm. So, and even also- grace for yourself. Right. Right. Yep. There's also courage in being accountable. So, you know, finding the person that you trust and, and letting them know that some goals that you've set or care Or a traits. boss saying something to you and you think, ooh, and then you just say, yeah, no, I'm, that's that person's job is to see things from that perspective yeah. and to hold me accountable for mm-hmm. it. Or a neighbor comes by and says, you're not doing this like I'm pissed off at you because you're doing such and such and you say yeah okay well thanks for letting me know and i'll consider that and whatever and then apologizing if it is actual yep yeah and uh then the whole thing encourage in facing shame and realizing shame is i have come to realize how huge shame is in everything that happens in life like it's just Something bad happens to you and you immediately feel like, oh, like this happened to me and now people are going to think I'm weak or this or that or they're going to think I'm a terrible person because this happened. It's like, and then stopping and saying, whoa, wait, whoa, this Mm -hmm. is not, you know, it's it's the, um, and I'm sorry, it's this a Brene Brown day, but it, I thought it was just me, but it isn't. It's like... Yeah, like all this crap Mm -hmm. happens to everybody. And so feeling shame, you know, regretting something means you might reflect and do it differently. Feeling guilty means you might go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And the next time or I'm going to go apologize and make this right. Mm -hmm. But shame just drags you into a hole. And stirs you in the mud. So there's courage in saying, yeah, this is shame. This is somebody, this is the world trying to shame me or someone trying to shame me. Or I'm my, I'm my memories shaming myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to step past that and be a whole person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, I'm thinking this, uh, you know, in, in terms of like 
all the things that are running through our minds these days and all the things that are happening, you know, in the world. And then then there's just the day to day stuff within our own families. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like um, a reminder that um, you don't have to be some super amazing whatever to show like to show courage and optimism. You can just lean into it. Mm -hmm. Is that a good word? It's a good word. Good. All right. So that brings us to the end of optimism. optimism? No, what was the first thing? <laughs> oh, no room for phonies? No, the title of today's. Oh, courage. Oh, optimism and strength. And strength. That is the we end of episode more, 59. I guess we talked about a lot about courage and and strength. I feel courage and strength are sort of hand in very hand. Inter intermingled. Intermingled? That's the word. Mingled. Intermingled? <laughs> intermingled. <laughs> anyway, so, so that brings month? us oh, it. No. Yeah. Yeah, next month is March. March. March is tomorrow. No, not no, tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tomorrow we'll post this because it's the day before kind of a thing. Yep. And then um, March 15th, we're going to talk about a month of meals, what we cook and why. And we have like some serious like allergies and avoidances that we mm -hmm. practice. And we and for those of you who think, oh, my God, life would end if that's what you had to do. It doesn't. It doesn't. It just gets better. We cook amazing food and we have also learned the fine art of balancing so that you can still eat everything except the few things that you're allergic to, yep. but not to the degree that we ate them before. Right. So thank you for joining us for No Room for Phonies. Um, I, If you're watching the video, you'll see the uh, sunflower, which is the national flower of the Ukraine. Uh, later today, we're going to walk down there, lighting our bridge here in Welland in uh, yellow and blue, blue for the Ukraine. In honor of the Ukraine. So we're, pray we're praying for peace, of course, but we're also staying... Um, and Strong. hoping leaders stay <laughs> whatever. Same. Yeah, measured. How measured, about that? Yeah. Measured. And But we're still going to work on strategies for strength, courage, and optimism. Thanks a lot for listening and watching our, uh, our episode. 